Have you ever found yourself passionate about a social matter but didn't know how to bring action to that thought? Or are you in your 20s and you really love Jesus and wonder, how can I practically live a life that honors the Lord? Or do you love speech pathology and want to know what it looks like to be a speech pathologist in the real world? Well, if so, welcome to Chit Chat with Bran. My name is Brandy and I'm so excited you're here. My hope for you is that you are challenged to conversation with people in your circle and that you leave with an action piece to live a life with purpose on purpose. So grab a cup of coffee if you like and welcome to today's podcast. and welcome to today's podcast my name is brandy and this is actually my very first podcast and so i um just got this idea from the lord i have a lot of things i want to talk about a lot of things i want to share and passionate about and um not necessarily for the sake of teaching or talking to but talking with people so i really 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 want this podcast to be a form of dialogue, whether that's people messaging me back, um, sharing with other people so conversations are had about different topics, um, whatever that looks like. I want this to be a place where people feel like they can come to the table with me with a cup of coffee, tea, or whatever, and just dialogue. So let's get started on today's topic. So for today's topic, we are talking about what does it mean to love Jesus to move his heart, and to please God. This idea came to me when I was at a worship service at my home church here in Houston um, not too long ago, and we were singing the worship song, Move Your Heart. It's my upper room. It's such a beautiful song. If you haven't heard it, you need to go listen to it. Highly, highly recommend. It's so good and pure. And it's the heart of the song is really just talking about what does it mean to move your heart, God? If whatever it is, I want to do it. I want to be about it. And so... Um, such a good song. Shout out to Upper Room. I love your music so much. Literally listen to y'all every day. Um, but I wanted to have a conversation. Like, what does that mean? What does it look like to actually move the heart of God today in 2021? How do we do that as human beings in America? What does that look like? So, um, I wanted to start off to talking about there are more than one ways. There's more than one way to move the heart of God. And I think... There's two main ones that come to mind and that we see played out in culture and in people's in Christians' lives. One it is adoring Jesus by spending all the worship time, going to all the services, listening to all the sermons, and just soaking up time with Jesus, which is so beautiful and so needed. And the other extreme is working and serving and this like yeah, this work mentality of like, okay. How can I work for the Lord? How can I serve the Lord? What can I do? It's very work-based minded. And that's also needed. I mean, we are called to be his represent his representatives in this earth, and that requires action. And so that's also very beautiful. However, I do notice that there a lot of times it's one or the other. It's not coupled together, which is something I think is very vital and important to talk about is how do we couple those two things together? Um, I don't want to jump ahead. There's this quote that my pastor said this past Sunday that really captured my attention. And I'm trying to hold on to it. I really want to say it right now. But 
let's talk about what it means to the first part. So loving Jesus and spending time with him. I mean, he wants our hearts. I mean, we could all agree on that, I believe, is that he loves to capture our heart and capture our attention. I mean, if we go back to Sunday school when we're children, it says in John 3.16 that for this God loved, so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And that was so that we could have an eternal life, an everlasting life with him. He didn't want to spend it apart from us. And that's why he sent Jesus in the first place. He loves us so much. And so we can agree that God loves us and he wants that time with us. He wants that communion with us. Um, and I mean, he wants us to hunger for it too. It's not just like, okay, I'm going to fulfill this duty of worship or I'm going to fulfill this duty of going to church. But he wants that hunger from our hearts, if that makes sense. Like he wants us to be like, oh man, I can't wait to spend time with him. Because honestly, that's how God is over us, you know? And so he loves when that's reciprocated. I wrote down this funny quote that I saw in, it was actually a men's devotional. It was a gift. That's why I saw it. But this quote that said, if you're not hungry for God, you're full of yourself. And I was like, shoot, that is so good. Because if you're not hungry for God, you're basically saying, I know it all. You're full of yourself, okay? I, I just wrote that quote down because it, <laughs> it was funny and it stood out to me and it's so true. So first part of loving Jesus is actually spending time with the person of Jesus. Spending time with him in worship. Spending time with him in word spending time with him in prayer like we can't love jesus without spending time with jesus okay (laughs) um and also i mean if we look at the life of jesus and when he lived here on earth what did he do he literally did what he saw the father do and why because he loved his father and we see that in john 4 verse 34 and john 5 19 They both talk about his connection with the father. He said, I don't do anything that I don't see my, that I don't see my father do. Basically what he sees the father do, he does. And he also, I believe it's John 5, 19, where he was talking uh, to the disciples when they went away and they were trying to bring Jesus back food. He was like, my meal is to do what, to do the father's will. Like that's what filled him up. That's what brought him joy. Um, so if Jesus needed connection and long for connection with the father, it is so right for us to long for connection and spend that time with Jesus to know what Jesus is doing so that we do what Jesus did, if that makes sense. So now (laughs) the second part, I don't know if I'm rushing through this. This is my first podcast y'all. So bear with me. I hope I'm making sense and I hope (laughs) I'm not rushing through this. But the big part of what I wanted to talk about today is actually the second part. The going out and the action piece. And real, really, like the whole part, the whole point of this podcast is I want people to leave from listening to this podcast. No matter what episode it is, what I'm talking about, move to action in some form or fashion, whether that's a daily change or something you want to walk out better in your relationships with the people in your life. So 
Now we're getting into the practicals, okay? So, um, the end of each gospel, this is, so the gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And at the end of each gospel is when, is where we see Jesus ascend to heaven. But right before he ascended to heaven, he made a statement, his last commandment. And I thought this was so interesting. And, and it's funny because it's like, yes, we know each gospel is just basically a different um, a version of stories ab about Jesus. And so basically they say the same thing. But it just so it's so fascinating that each book recorded what was Jesus's main concern, his main focus. Um through the last commandment that he made before he ascended to heaven. And that commandment was to go and make disciples and go to all nations. Um, so, yeah, let me read through those real quick. Don't worry. It's not going to be long. I know y'all didn't come for a sermon. Y'all came for a conversation. But real talk, my conversations involve Jesus. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Matthew. Literally, okay, the Great Commission. Um, then Jesus said, or then Jesus came close to them and said, All authority of the universe has been given to me. Now go in my authority and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. By the way, I'm reading in the Passion Translation, so I, I know maybe some people are thinking, what version is she reading? If that matters to you, it's the Passion, okay? So, shout out to the Passion Translation. I really like it. Okay. Let's see. Now I'm in Mark. And in verse, chapter 16, verse 15. And he said to them, as you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. And they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. Boom. Power. Okay. Let's jump to Luke. Okay. Luke chapter. What's this last chapter in Luke? It's 24. Okay, Luke 24, verse 47. Now, you must go into all the nations and preach repentance and forgiveness of sins so that they will turn to me. Start right here in Jerusalem, for you are my witnesses and have seen for yourselves all that has transpired. And I will send the fulfillment of the Father's promise to you. So stay here in the city until the mighty power of heaven falls upon you and wraps around you. Whoa. So we're going to come back to that, obviously. I really like how it says, starting here in Jerusalem, which is a key point. Okay, now, Book of John is a little different. And this is this is where the idea for this podcast came from. Sunday, last Sunday during worship, when we were singing the song, Move Your Heart. And I heard the Lord say to me during worship, like, feed my sheep. And I was like, okay, God, 
I know this is scripture, so I looked it up. And get this. This is the Passion Translation, y'all. Okay? This is John 21, verse 15. After they had breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you burn with love for me more than these? Peter answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I have great affection for you. Then take care of my lambs, Jesus said. Jesus repeated this question the second time. Simon, son of John, do you burn with love for me? Peter answered, Yes, my Lord, you know that I have great affection for you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. Then Jesus asked him again, Peter, son of John, do you have great affection for me? Peter was saddened by being asked the third time and said, My Lord, you know everything. You know that I burn with love for you. Jesus replied, Then feed my lambs. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, if he's asking anything three times, you know he's serious about it, right? Okay. So, <laughs> Jesus wanted Peter to feed his lambs. <laughs> and if you know about scripture, we know he's not talking about physical, like actual animal lambs. He's talking about people. Um, people that want to know him. People, honestly, in my opinion, I think the lost as well. This includes the lost, not just Christians. Um, so Jesus, yeah, he's telling Peter, you know, I, this is what I want you to do. He spells it out for him quite literally by saying it three times. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to go through that with you guys real quick because to, to show you, it, it says it in the Bible in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is a little unique, but he's talking about going basically and, and feeding his lambs. AKA taking care of his people. Um, so as Jesus's last commandment before he left this earth, like just think about that for a second. His, the very last thing of all the things Jesus could have said, he gave a commandment to go to all the nations, share the gospel, baptize people and pray for healing. Okay. And so I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but for me, the last thing Jesus said, I would consider that pretty important. Like, I want to do whatever it was that he said to do before he left this earth. I think whatever the last thing he said, I think it would be pretty important to his heart and pretty near and dear to his heart. And so if we want to know what's on God's heart, I mean, we see it spelt out in scripture as Jesus uttered this last thing before he went to heaven. And so, something, a thought that came to mind, you know, here we are in 2021, most people listening to this probably live in America, and I mean, we are in the middle of a pandemic, if you haven't heard, and so, it's not really realistic to get on a plane to fly to another nation, and this brings me back to, specifically in Luke, where we saw Jesus said, he said, starting here in Jerusalem, now, they were already there in Jerusalem. So, Jesus said, okay, starting here. Start here and then go to the nations, okay? Like I said, it's not really realistic for us to hop on a plane right now and fly to an, another country. I mean, maybe it's realistic for you, but for like 99% of people today, it's not realistic for us to do that. And so, I I heard this one time in my church I went to back in my time in undergrad was the pattern in that church very big on missions and nations. And I honestly, my heart grew so much for 
going to the nations while I was at this church. Um, so I'm so thankful for my time there. Um, but I don't know who it was, but they said, and again, this was while I was in college. So we had international students literally going to school here, you know, shout out Baylor, by the way, Sikkim Bears. Um, but they said, you know, you can go to the nations in your classroom. Like we have international students on our campus. Like you can pray for the people in your classroom next to you, because you know what? A lot of these students have family back in these other countries, back in Asia, back in Africa. And when you share the gospel with them, they're going to go home and share the gospel with them. And you, that's going to the nations. That was such a wake-up call when I heard that, y'all. I was like, oh my gosh, we live here in America. Like, and I mean, to broaden it, we're not in college right now. I mean, maybe whoever's listening to this, you may or may not be in college. But the point being is our neighbors can be going to the nations by sharing the gospel with our neighbors, going to the grocery stores, going on a walk. Y'all, literally, America is so diverse. And, and Houston, so diverse. We could go to the nations every day we step foot out of our door, not having to go far. And so what if we took this scripture, broke it down, quite literally, going to the nations, and starting here in Jerusalem? Like, what? Mind-blowing, y'all. I'm just mind-blown at, at, at just taking that scripture and thinking about it that way. Um, I also saw, not to stir the pot, but I also saw in the summer at the at the peak of Black Lives Matter... Um, on social media saying, you know, I forgot how it's worded, so excuse me, it's going to be butchered, but basically calling out to Christians that want to go on mission trips to Africa, but not wanting to acknowledge the hurt in their black brothers and sisters here in America. And just saying that out loud, I feel that. Like, if you didn't know, if you're listening to this podcast, I am a black female, and so I was like, dang it kind of left me speechless because i'm like this is so true like this is very accurate we can reach the nations here we do not have to fly to another country to share the gospel and we need to stop waiting see i'm preaching to myself i know i said that my podcasts are going to be more like conversations and they will be please feel free to message me this one just feels more preachy because I, I felt this word so strongly. And I mean, it's a timely word, I feel. So that's why it feels a little preachy. But yeah, we can go to the nations in our backyard, y'all. So uh, <laughs> on to the next point. Man, okay. So if Jesus said to go and make disciples, which is something he did, he's not telling us to do anything that he didn't do. We want to, I mean, let's consider the type of people Jesus went after. Who did he go after? You know, like, who did we see Jesus interacting with in Scripture? I made a short list here. I mean, the list can go on and on and on, truly. But, and I mean, to sum it all up, he went after all people. But I wrote down a list of people that Jesus went after. Because I think sometimes we get it twisted, y'all. We really, really do. We think Jesus goes after the beautiful, sweet, little, um, perfect, put-together Christian. And that's not what we see in Scripture. I mean, we were all dirty. That's why we needed him. (laughs) So, um, 
This list I wrote. Jesus went after the adulterer, the tax collector. He went after people who were bad at relationships. And when I say he went after, <laughs> not aggressively, <laughs> he went after, meaning he pursued and he loved and he sought out friendship and connection with these people. So that's what I mean. But people who are bad at relationships, <laughs> we see that when he um, met the woman at the whale. At the, <laughs> Sorry, oh gosh. My, um, what's it called? My accent? My dialect is, I should know this term based off of what I'm studying, but sometimes my words sound a little different. The woman at the well. There we go. I just had to slow down. So she was bad at relationships <laughs> and he went, he was, he was like, I want to connect with you. So her, he went after people in debt. Praise God. Peter and John, they were in debt. He he wanted them. Um, he went for people that other people hated. I mean, we see that with the woman that wanted that the people were going to stone. They didn't like her. They went after he went after her. Um, the dead, the demon possessed, the sick, the paralyzed, the blind, the list goes on and on. But Jesus was after those people's hearts. Um, again, he wasn't after the people who showed off as, oh, I'm clean and I'm all put together and I keep the law and I, I keep the Sabbath holy. And he wasn't after those people. He wanted the people that were broken and hurt. I mean, I mean, <laughs> he was, he wanted, he wanted all people. But we see in scripture time and time again, how Jesus was going after the ones that people overlooked in society. And as I was thinking about this and just thinking about this in today's term and what the church looks like today, um, I think we can all agree church in the Bible looks very different from church today. I mean, like we love Jesus and the heart is still the same. But, you know, when I'm reading these stories about Jesus encountering these people, you know, the, these stories happened outside in the street, like on the way to another city. Um, I mean, I picture them happening happening in the market, um, you know, going to get some food and groceries. Like, this is where I picture all this stuff happening. I mean, and sometimes in some of these verses, it, it tells us exactly where they were. Like the lady, she was going to get some water. She was just going for a drink, y'all. Or maybe it was bathing water. I don't know. But she was going to get some water. And Jesus blessed her life. <laughs> like, these were very daily and natural events that were happening when Jesus met these people. And so, I started to think, okay, the purpose of the church is not to fill buildings. But the purpose is to see revival in the streets, guys. Like, ooh, can we just... Oh, the purpose of the, I'm going to say it again. Okay. The purpose of the church is not to fill buildings, but the purpose of the church is to see revival in the streets. That is the purpose of the church. And I mean, if you want to hear or learn more about the purpose of the church and what the church actually looked like once Jesus left, we can just go to the book of Acts. That is the church, man. Wow. Love that book. Okay. So. I mean, we could see here Jesus was meeting people where they are. Um, it's a very religious thing to think, oh, I need to clean myself up. 
before I come to God. No, God, Jesus, he met people where they were. And I mean, I know I keep talking about Jesus, but if you want to go Old Testament, just look back at creation and Genesis. God Almighty, the creator, literally put his hand down in dirt. Like he, he, he got down in the dirt, in the mud to create us. He was not afraid to get dirty and to get muddy. And so we shouldn't be afraid to get dirty as we go out and model what Jesus did and going after these type of people, like going and pursuing and being intentional with people that are hurt and people that are broken. Um, yeah, I have here in my note, Jesus didn't wait until people cleaned themselves up, but he went and did the work. He went and did the healing. Um, let's see. Sorry, I have my notes all, you know, typed out in front of me. This is my first podcast, y'all, so <laughs> thank y'all for listening. Um, so a scripture I want to read in John four thirty one. Let me just flip to it. Ooh, one page over, praise God. We don't have to flip too long. Just kidding, two pages. Okay, John four thirty one says, it's titled, The Harvest is Ready. Isn't that exciting? I just love that. Okay, verse 31. Then the disciples... Let me try that again. Okay, reverse. Then the disciples began to insist that Jesus eat some of the food they brought back from the village, saying, Teacher, you must eat something. But Jesus told them, Don't worry about me. I have eaten a meal that you do not know about. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. I wrote down the wrong verse, y'all. But, that I mean, that's good. I did... I mentioned that one earlier. Okay, let's jump down to verse 35. As the crowds emerged from the village, Jesus said to his disciples, Why would you say the harvest is another four months away? Look at all the people coming now. It coming. Now is harvest time. For their hearts are like vast fields of ripened, get, ripened grain, ready for a spiritual harvest. And everyone who reaps these souls for eternal life will receive a reward and those who plant spiritual seeds and those who reap the harvest will celebrate together with great joy and it goes on to talk more about like sowing seed and reaping um but if you read this in other versions um i know it says why say there's four more months until the harvest the harvest is ready but the laborers are few and what that scripture means is People are hungry. People want, are ready. Their people are ready to receive. They're ready to receive hope. They're ready to receive healing. They're ready to receive joy and peace and physical healing, emotional healing. Like, they want something to hold on to, something of hope. It, people are ready. And, I mean, I think we can all agree that we see that in 2021 today and in last year and I mean all our lives really but it's just been highlighted that people are hungry for something that's real something that's authentic something that's genuine that's not something that you get often in the world something that's genuine and 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 something that's real love not Hollywood love or fake love but real and Jesus says in scripture it's the laborers that are few the people that are going out and, and showing people, hey, this is, this is what hope looks like. This is what love looks like. This is what joy looks like and what peace looks like. 
and everlasting life. The laborers to go and bring that message is what's few. And so I wanted to read that scripture as I get ready to close this podcast. Close it out. (laughs) I literally sound like I'm preaching. I do not mean for this podcast to come off that way. (laughs) But to wrap this podcast up, I wanted to read that because... I mean, it's, I, I think it's super important to, to realize, like, for, honestly, a wake-up call, too, for the church is, like, wake up, like, come on, like, the harvest is ready, I need my laborers to go and, and go toward the harvest and, and do the work and fulfill your purpose, you know, I think it's really cool, too, that it says the laborers, like, we, like, our job title has already been given, like, there's no question on what we're supposed to do. We are the laborers. We go to the harvest and get the harvest. Um, Wow, 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 wow. This word was so heavy on my heart just last week. And really, it was just a conviction of, if I want to move the heart of God, I want to know what his heart is. And if you follow me on social media... You saw that I posted earlier this week um, a little question-answer box for people to put what do they think was, the, what they think is the main thing on God's heart. And I love the answers. Thank you so much if you responded to that question. I really enjoyed reading um, think that answer um, from your perspective. Uh, a lot of agreement was, uh, a common theme was people the broken um someone said our hearts and our intentions and I'm like yes 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 and this goes back to what I started with at the beginning like God wants our hearts he wants time with us and why so that we can go and do the same so we can go and make disciples so we can bring more people to him so that God will have a relationship with them that's the whole whole I mean, like, if you listen, if we could physically hear God's heartbeat, I think it would be, like, people, 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 people. Like, ah, I've never said that before this moment, but I really do think, like, if we could hear his heart, if we had a stethoscope to God's heart, it would be people, people, people. Like, there's no question about it. I mean, it's in Scripture. That's why he sent Jesus to the cross, so that we could be restored to him. to take a quick second to tell you a little bit about the anchor app so the anchor app is a free podcast making app and like i just said it's free so we love that um something else really great about the anchor app is that they give you these tools to help edit and make your podcast right from your phone or your computer which is really handy for all the people that are not super technologically (laughs) advanced um you can also start making money from your podcast without having a minimum listenership so that's really great for the new podcast makers like myself um and everything that you need to make the podcast is in one place and so you don't have to download multiple apps um so if you want to try it out i highly recommend to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started I can say the quote now by my pastor from last Sunday. 
Um, at my church, I love it so much. We are big on worship. We're big on dwelling in the presence of the Lord and not being in a hurry to move on, but just to spend time with him and be amazed and cap captivated by him. And it's so beautiful. And something our pastor said, he was saying, he described how a circuit worked, which I didn't know. You know, I should know this. About a kid of masters didn't know this. But a circuit, when you turn a light switch on and the light comes on, that's only half of a circuit. But when you turn the light switch off and the light goes off, that is when the circuit is complete. That's the other half of the circuit. And so he used that analogy to say, when we leave a, experience, a moment where we've encountered God and encountered his presence and we've had an experience with him in worship or word or prayer, that is only half of a circuit. And the circuit is not complete until we go out and give it away to somebody. And woo, when I said that word hit my heart, I was like, oh my gosh, like what? Yes, you're so right. We are, we're only, we're walking around half circuits. <laughs> if we are just getting in the presence of God and going on with our day, like we did not just encounter God Almighty, but when <laughs> when we offer prayer to someone, when we go and serve at outreach, um, when we love on the homeless, when like the list goes on and on of what of ways that that could be lived out, but when we pour out what we've received, that's when the circuit is complete. And we can get more full. Like, we can we can fill up again. Fill up and pour out. And speaking of filling up, <laughs> that reminds me of another thing I heard one time. And I thought it was funny. Um, don't know, again, where I heard it or read it. But <laughs> dare I say, us Americans, we are pretty spiritually obese if we are just sitting in church and not pouring out. And I'm speaking to myself as well. Like, if we are continually getting full and full and full and not pouring anything out, we are spiritually obese. That is not okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> let us set some 2020 spiritual fitness goals to go pour this out, to go give it out. Because we want some complete circuits and we want some spiritually fit bodies, okay? <laughs> so, to close this podcast out, I have put together a small list of ways that you can get involved in different cities here in Texas and actually being the hands and feet of Jesus and living this thing out because I'm all about practicals again part of the what I want this podcast to be about is walking away with an action piece walking away with a practical step on what to do next and so I have Houston Waco and Nacogdoches Please reach out to me if you have a list of ministries or outreach programs in Dallas or Austin. I would love to add to the list. And if you know more in Houston, Waco, or Nacogdoches, please send them my way. I'm going to make like a little bank um, of ways to get involved. So just going to run through this real quick and share what they are about. So shout out to Houston. Whoop, whoop. Um, a ministry that work that serves as a homeless, sharing the gospel and providing um, basic things like food and clothes and Bibles is called Soul Safari right here in Houston. I actually got a chance to be a part of it today and it was really awesome. So another one is called Heart of the City Home. 
This is a ministry, I believe it is located in downtown, it is focused on helping people get out of addiction. And they also have a church connected with it. Amazing. I met a man in a parking lot that was telling me about it. And he himself had went through this ministry 13 years ago, and now he's helping to teach the other men. So beautiful. Um, Boys and Girls Club. And this is something that's in every city. Um, I'm pretty sure literally every city. Um, Boys and Girls Clubs help low-income youth. Um, I believe they have after-school programs, and they just help with families in, I'm sure, multiple ways that I don't know about. Awesome thing. Um, another thing called West Houston Assistant Ministry. So I actually don't know too much about this one, but I looked it up, and they help with rent and utility assistance to help prevent homelessness and poverty in families. Beautiful, beautiful ministry looks like. Another, now we're moving on to Waco. Shout out to Waco. I love, love Waco. Side note. Stars Book Club. Okay, I served with this. Fabulous. Um, It's literally 30 minutes of your time. It's a book club to go and read with kids that are at risk for, um, I believe it's like at risk for low test grades on standardized tests and low grades in the class. Beautiful. In only 30 minutes of your time. Literally, I loved it. Um, Unbound. This is a ministry that helps with human trafficking and gets people out of human trafficking. Praise God. Church Under the Bridge. Okay, this is so cool. So this is a church. It um, started under I-35, and it was a couple and a student from Baylor that started this, uh, providing a church service for the homeless. So beautiful. It is now shifted to the silos. Um, If you know anything about Waco, you know where that is. So Church Under the Bridge. Great ministry. Talitha Coombe. Okay, y'all, this I loved this I got to serve a little bit with this in my time in Waco what it is is it is it's a mouthful so hang in there it's an early childhood mental health therapeutic nurture center it's a lot but wow y'all such a unique ministry and like it almost it brings me to tears like just thinking about it it's so beautiful so beautiful please go look it up Talitha Kuhn Waco even if you're not in Waco just Go look it up. You'll be blessed. Um, Nacogdoches. Okay. Shout out East Texas. Okay. So, Love, Inc. Now, this is a corporation that has multiple ministries in it. I don't know if corporation is the right word, actually. Yikes. Sorry. But it has multiple ministries. I counted over 25 different ministries. Uh, from things providing uh, meals in the park to disaster relief. Next, Village Nac. This is a place from helping people who have um, challenges with mental health. They have services for that community. And I'm sorry I'm not giving it a great description, but please feel free to look it up. Village Nac, beautiful place. Blessing Bags for Nacogdoches. And this is another ministry that works with the homeless by providing toiletries and other necessities. And so that is Blessing Bags for Nacogdoches. Again, I don't have a list for Dallas and Austin, but also very big cities. Like I said, Boys and Girls Club is in every city. And I'm sure um, if you reach out to a local church in the area, they can get you connected with a ministry or a way to serve people in the community. 
And the purpose, again, for sharing that list is so that we leave, we, not leave, we live out this life being the hands and feet of Jesus. That is what it means to move the heart of God, is to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I think, I could just imagine God, like, jumping up and down with joy every time Jesus was loving on somebody. Every, and I mean, it's Jesus. He was doing that 24-7. And so, I I just, I, I know if people is what's on his heart, then us reaching people makes him happy. It brings him joy, and it moves his heart. Wow, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening to this podcast today. I am so excited to hear back from you. Please feel free to send me feedback. If you can leave a review, that'd be great. Um, Yeah, let's go live out being the hands and feet of Jesus. Peace.